continue with uh, this sermon I started uh, last week, I believe. Secret devotions, open reward. Secret devotions, open reward. And we talked about these three secret devotions. I need to invite the Lord. He's already here, but I need to uh, speak to him before we continue. Amen. Father, I just want to thank you. Holy Spirit, I thank you for your presence here tonight. Thank you for ministering to us as you helped us to minister to you in praise and worship. We know it's well received, and we just ask that you speak to our hearts right now in Jesus' name. Amen. Secret devotions. There are some devotions that God is giving to us as Christians. And I said last week that these devotions were set aside by God for the children of God. Unbelievers can participate in it, and if they do it right, they will also receive reward. But these are good works that God has set aside for us to walk in, for us to go through, for us to do. So good works by God. And those secret devotions, according to Jesus in Matthew chapter 6, these things are done in secret. Between you and God, they are done in secret, but inbuilt in these devotions are rewards. You are guaranteed reward. God will reward you if you do it right. There is no doubt in my mind. God being God is watching out. If you do it right, he will reward you. So in these secret devotions, I call them secret devotions because Jesus said these things are done in secret. And God himself, because when he does his thing, he's never in secret, he's usually in the light. So everyone will see it. And so when God rewards you, he rewards you openly. Everyone will see that God has rewarded you, even though what you did was in secret. So these are devotions for the believers. They are devotions for the righteous. They are secret devotions that God had planned from the foundations of the world to bless the believer with so that you can be blessed and receive rewards from God. So whenever we speak like this, we're not just speaking, for example, let's say this is a sermon. No, what we're doing is we are giving you as a believer, a child of God, the word of God. That peradventure in your heart, God can touch you and move you to make that smooth path for him so that he can bless you. John the Baptist was sent, he said he was sent to make straight the way of the Lord. And I'm thinking, make straight the way of the Lord, the Lord can do that himself. Why do you need somebody to make straight? And I didn't see John the Baptist building roads. But he was preaching and telling the people, and that's the way he makes straight the way of the Lord so that the Lord can reach them and bless them. So when we speak about speaking, uh, uh, secret devotions, what we're doing is giving you, hopefully, God has somebody here that he wants to bless. And God has something great for you, but you're not aware of it. And tonight, God is saying, just do this. Make straight the way for me so that I can bless you. Inbuilt into this secret devotion, there is a blessing. And God will reward you, no doubt about it, if you will, with faith, no fear, go out and do what God says. You do it right, God will bless you. There's no doubt about that. You do it right, God will bless you. An unbeliever does it right, God blesses him. It doesn't matter who. 
they are for the believers. God set it aside for the righteous to be blessed. It's funny that believers don't really do these things. They see it and they say, oh, nice. That's good, but nobody does anything. And so Jesus said, the children of this world are in their generation wiser than the children of light. Some people in the world already have discovered this, and they are practicing it, and Christians are not doing anything about it. They just say, that was good preaching, but they do nothing about it. But you do something about it, and then God, you begin to find out the secret of God, because God walks in secret. He loves to do things in secret. But when he does it, it becomes open. Everybody sees it. So there are two. The, the, the first one we talked about last week, we talked about charitable deeds. Charitable deeds. There are two types or two kinds of charitable deeds doers. According to Jesus in Matthew chapter 6, two kinds of of charitable deeds doers. There are the hypocrites and the righteous. The hypocrite plays the part. He, the, that word hypocrite is drawn from a Greek word that means actor. They act the part. They act like they're actually doing the giving, but they're not doing it the way that God is not in them. They're just doing it. They're acting it. The actor is not the person. He's acting like a one doing charitable deed, but he's not doing it the right way. And so he doesn't get that reward. So he, the Bible calls that the hypocrite. So the hypocrite acts the part, but he's not really doing the stuff. So he doesn't get the real reward that comes from God. And then you have the righteous. The righteous is the one that does it the way God wants it to be done. And because he does it the way God wants it to, do, to be done, even the unbeliever, if they do it the way God wants it to be done, they receive a reward because it's the righteous act. So it's for the righteous. The righteous have been inbuilt. God gave them the ability to do it right. But even if the unbeliever does it right, they still get blessed. We talked about Warren Buffett last week. How God blessed him doing it. So we have two types. The hypocrite. And then the righteous. And we have uh, two types of, I've mentioned we have two types of charitable, do, uh, charitable deeds doers. And then we have two types of charitable deeds. One is done in public. That's the public charitable deed. That's the preferred charitable deed for the hypocrite. He likes that. That's the one he gravitates to. The one that is done in public. That's the one that is attractive to him, for the hypocrite. Because he's an actor, he's got to be worshipped. So that's what's attractive to him. So that type of charitable doing, it, that, uh, deeds, that's what he wants. Then there is the one that is done in secret. That's for the, for the righteous. That's the one the righteous prefers. There's a funny thing about it. The one who, when a righteous person tries to do a charitable deed, uh, uh, like a hypocrite, he's very uncomfortable. Hello. He knows that he's receiving what he's really looking for, right? But he's a little bit uncomfortable because he doesn't want anyone to discover why he's doing this. 
It's a, it's a little fear there. If they know why I'm doing this, they won't like me. Hello? So there's fear there. And the faith and fear cannot go together. So they, he can never receive any reward from him because of what he is doing. So that's the preferred one. But then you have the one that is done in secret. And we're going to be talking about that. That's the one for the righteous. God set that aside for the righteous. And the righteous go with that and they are blessed. It's some way that God has prepared for the righteous to receive blessings from him. So that's the one. And then we have uh, the different kinds of charitable deeds. Like we said, different kinds of reward. There is the reward that is called the hypocrite reward. <laughs> and then there is the reward that is for the righteous. So the hypocrite reward and the righteous reward, depending on who is getting the glory, that's what determines what kind of reward you get, whether from God or from man. If it's from man, it's temporal, lasts for a while, they like you today, tomorrow they hate your God. <laughs> Doesn't matter how much you've given. That's the one who gets the glory is the one is uh, the thing that determines who, what kind of reward you get. If the doer gets the glory, he gets the hypocrite reward. Every time the doer receives the glory, and usually the glory, glory comes from man, he gets the hypocrite reward. And God says that reward is given to him in full. Don't expect any other reward. It's over. That's all you're going to get. And then there is the righteous reward, and that comes from God. And that reward is eternal. That reward will stay with you through life. And then pass from you to your children and your children's children, even to the 10th generation. That's the reward for the righteous. Because God cannot forget your righteous work. Is, is, is mem God puts it or he raises a memorial for you based on your righteous work and is never forgotten. Even for your kids, he remembers your righteous work and he blesses your kids because of your charitable deeds. It is eternal. It begins here, but it never dies. A righteous work, something that is done in the spirit of God can never die. It's impossible for you to do something spiritually that dies. So you continue to receive the reward, and the reward is eternal. I wish Christians understand this. We will multiply our righteous deeds. These are deeds for the righteous. They are charitable deeds. Jesus said, don't do it like the hypocrites, because you are not the hypocrites. That's not for you. Don't lose, don't miss out on your reward. Do it right so that God can reward you and reward your children even to the 10th generation. Do it right and God will stay with you and continue to bless you and supply you with everything that you need on earth. 
That's why Jesus spoke this parable to this these words to us. And we can do them. Notice what it says in Matthew chapter 6, verse 3 and 4. It says, but when you do a charitable deed. Now, notice it's not saying if you do a charitable deed. That's for the hypocrites. He does it when it's necessary. Amen. When there is a reason for it, that's when he does it. If he knows everyone is going to be around to watch him, that's the good time to do it. So it's if he does it. And if he doesn't feel like it, he's not going to do it. But for the righteous, it's not if, it's when. It's continuous. You got to keep doing it. You got to keep doing it. You got to keep doing it. And he said, when you do it, this is the way you should do it. Every time you do it, do it this way so that you can get your reward. So when you do a charitable deed, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. That your charitable deed may be in secret. And your father who sees in secret, I thought God sees everything. But there is a secret place with God. Amen? And you're there. And your work is there. And when you do it in secret, the way he recommends, it becomes so bright to him. It becomes so real to him. It pleases him. And he blesses you. No matter what it is. He blesses you. I'm reminded by uh, the story of, uh, of um, Isaac. You know how he blessed his son. Even the smell of his son. You remember that? Jacob had uh, Esau's clothing. And just the smell of, he thought that was Esau. That was so pleasing to him. And with the food, oh boy, that's really good. And he just poured his blessings upon him, right? The same way, when you do this, you come into his presence, he sees you. God's not blind, he sees it. It becomes so bright. He, he receives it, something very beautiful. And, and he just pours blessings upon you. When we do these things, not if, but when we do this charitable deed. We are an extension. When you do this, Jesus is up in heaven. He is a loving God. He wants to reach everybody. He wants to bless everybody. And he cannot do it because now he's up in heaven. And now you loan him your hands and your feet, your body, your mouth, and everything, your resources, which he gave to you. And then he uses you to reach them. You become his hands. You become his mouth. When you hug that person. When you're trying to lift them up, not for any reason, but this is what Jesus will do. I'm going to meet this need. I'm going to help this person. I'm going to stand with this person. Whatever you need. Just like the Samaritan. He says, I'm going to take care of you. And he wasn't true. That's what that word means. I'm going to submit to you. You can't do anything in secret. The people will know. If you give a large sum of money to the Ark Fellowship, guess what? I will know. That's no secret. Somebody's going to know. And please don't come hiding and say, I don't want the pastor to know. I don't want him to know that I'm giving a check. How are we to put it in the bank then? We got to receive it from you, right? It's going to be known that you're doing a righteous deed. And God has no quarrel with that. That somebody knows. 
that you are doing a righteous deed because you're doing it in his, in his name. When he says don't allow your right hand to know, basically the, in the mind of the believer, I'm representing Jesus. It's not the amount that is given that's the focus. It's the need that they are meeting that's the focus. They want that need met. And it doesn't matter how much they give. They're not talking about that. All they are concerned about is, is the problem relieved. Are you feeling good? Have we taken care of it? Just like the Samaritan. He says, I'm, I've treated him. Please treat him, okay? Do everything for him. Take care of him. I'm going to come back to check. And if he, uh, he's taking, done some other things, taking some stuff from you that needed, needed to be paid for, I will pay for it. That's the neighbor, right? He wasn't concerned about how much he was giving. He was concerned about the man's health and how the guy was doing. He could care less about how much was given. His right hand would not know what his left hand is doing or his vice versa. But all he's concerned about, the righteous is concerned about meeting the person's need. Not how much he's given. Man, the hypocrite wants everybody to know how much I have given. And if the person is still dying, he says, I've done enough for you. I gave you $10,000 and you're still coming to me. Usually he does that when there's no one around. He's angry. Why are you coming to me? I gave you $10,000 where everybody, everybody saw me doing this for you. Now you're asking for more. But the man is still in pain. He's not concerned about that. It wasn't because of the man's pain. It was more everyone public work and in secret he's not willing to give meet him in public he'll give you some more that's the way to get them <laughs> meet them in public they give you some more and then curse you out later for do, for missing them in public this is a sure thing but but for the righteous no all they want to know is is the problem taken care of just like the samaritan is the problem taken care of He's made his witness. So that's the way it is. God didn't say you should, no one should know about it. They will always know about it. God even wants them to know about it. Is that right? Let's turn to the scripture. He wants them to know about it. So that when you begin to receive the reward, they know why. <laughs> they know why. There is no secret. Let me share this with you. Matthew chapter 5, verse 14 and 16. It says, you are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden, right? You are the light of the world. How are you going to hide what you're doing? Don't tell me you are that Bob over there. That's not what he's talking about. He's talking about your life, right? You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. Who set you on the hill? He did. Why? He wants them to see it, right? To see what you're doing. Nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but a lampstand. And it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light so shine before men. Before who? Before men. What is he talking about? Don't tell me you glow when you walk, right? He's talking about the good works, right? Let your light so shine before men that they may see your what? Good works. He wants them to see it. Amen. Can I hear an amen? amen? He wants them to see it. That's not the problem. The real thing is why you're doing it. Who gets the glory? That's the important thing there. 
Most Christians, when they do things like they give a charitable deed, they, they do a charitable deed, they want the person to know the source. They want to put it there. This is because I know, you know what? Jesus. I'm doing it for Jesus. And, and they'll give you money, but they, for those that have a good heart, they have a track in the mouth. <laughs> a message of gospel for you. So you know where it's come. Those are the ones. That's the righteous. Amen. They have a track for you to read. They bless you when they give you, you, you are working in a restaurant and they give you a hundred dollar bill, uh, uh, you know, because you're serving them. They want you in church that next Sunday. That's what they mean. That's what they're doing. They don't care about the money. They just want you to know their Jesus. That's a righteous act. Amen. That's a true charitable deed that the father notices in heaven, even if it's done in public. When that man responds and says, because I know Jesus, I kind of have a feeling like you're having some difficulties. What's this, son? As he's serving you in the restaurant, he says, I don't know how you know about this. But yeah, I'm really having it. I'm going to be kicked out of my house. I don't, I don't know where to pay. He says, really? He said, wow. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do what I can to help you. What's your telephone number? Guess what he's doing? He's trying to connect to the guy who comes to church. <laughs> He'll give him the money, but he wants to connect so he can call him and say, you know, we have a church there. Can you come and see me on Sunday? I'm going to give you the money for the rent. You know what he's doing? Force him to come to church. <laughs> He'll come, won't he? Even if he's an atheist, if he knows you are going to pay his monthly bill, he's going to be in church that day. And when the people raise their hands, he said, is that what they do in the church? I'll raise too. And it's all around. He's looking for the guy. There he is. Thank you. <laughs> and after church, he receives his money. People were nice to him. They hugged him. And he begins to think, this Christianity stuff is not as bad as I thought. <laughs> um, maybe I should go back. It feels good. Those people are happy. And besides, I got my bills paid by that man. He didn't know me before. These are good people. Maybe it's the Jesus that's making them good. Amen? Then he comes back on Sunday because he had a good feeling. He can see why this man was willing to release that money because he has the joy of the Lord. And the man is not asking for him to pay back. He tells him, I'm praying for you so you can have a good job. That's what this is all about. And a man like that will never lose his reward. God wants to pour it on him so that he can continue to do that good work. Amen? God wants to pour. God wants everybody to know that you're doing a good work. It's not the, it's not the secret thing. It's secret because it's between you and your father. And your heart is in his kingdom. You are invested or vested in his kingdom. All you want is to, so the kingdom of God must go forth. That's why I'm doing this. I don't care if I'm priest or cursed out. I'm doing this because of that. Now, another scripture. John chapter 3, verse 20 and 21. It says, for everyone practicing evil hates the light and does not come to the light, lest his deeds be exposed. That's why I said the hypocrite is usually very unhappy. He, he's a little bit uncomfortable because he doesn't want everyone to know that the reason why he's doing what he's doing. He doesn't want to come to the light because his deeds will be exposed. But he who does the truth comes to the light 
that his deeds may be clearly seen that they have been done in God. He wants people to know. Amen? So he's done. Sometimes you give and people say, well, I don't want to say. Yeah, I like you to say what you're giving. If you give, somebody gives $10,000, he wants the work of God to go forth. I want everybody to know. In my spot, somebody else will say, if he can give $10,000 for his God, he is the same God, I'm going to do more. Amen. And that's what the Bible says, provoking one another, uh, one another to good works. That's what it is. So if nobody knows, nobody is challenged. No one wants to do more. But when that brother is doing it, yeah, I'm going to do more. He's praying, I'm going to start praying myself. That's when God begins to bless. That's what this is all about. God wants us to be engaged in charitable deeds. That's why he made us believers. These are good works that have been set aside for us to walk in. Every Christian should be doing this. Every Christian should be finding ways to give. Not just to the work of God, certainly to the work of God, because that's the core. You give to the work of God, not for anybody to see. You're, you're saying, I'm not in, in my watch. The work of God must continue. Pastor, how much is needed there? We're going to be reaching out for souls. How much do you still need? You, you do whatever it takes. I've heard stories of people, Pastor, what's going on? We've got to reach these people. We've got to do this. We've got to get it. How much do you still need? And to sell their cars to get the kingdom. And then the next thing, God gives them a house, a bigger house. Because God told us in his word, give and it shall be given to you. He wants you to practice this thing. That's Luke chapter, chapter 6 verse 38. Give and it, shall, and it will be given to you. Notice it's not say it may be given to you, no. It will be given to you. No doubt about it. If you don't receive it, that means you are not operating in faith. And the Bible says anything that's not of faith is sin. When you are afraid to let go, even though Jesus is giving you a word, not because of the people, but for your sake. When Jesus says, give and it shall be given to you, he's not talking about the one who is receiving. He's more interested in your benefit. Because it's more blessed to give than to receive. Why? Because you receive more. You sold and you're going to receive more. God is saying you need to understand this principle of giving. Charitable deeds to, to help the work of God and to help your brother and sister who is in need. Don't be afraid. Go out and help them because as you do that, you make straight the way of the Lord so that he can pour upon you. Nobody can give and remain poor. It's impossible. You cannot give in the name of Jesus and do it right and remain poor. In fact, Proverbs tells us that there is a way that you can withhold too strongly, it tends to poverty. You know, God made the universe. He understands all the laws that govern the universe. He understands the laws that govern life. He knows them intimately and is making them available to his children so that they can be successful, so that they can be the light of the world, so that the world can see what it is, uh, what happens to a man 
who follows the principles of God that are put here in the scripture. Not how nice, but acting on the word until you be. And, and those people that have discovered them, once they lash onto it, even unbelievers, they can't quit. They just cannot quit. Those unbelievers that understand the principles of charitable giving, they go crazy. You know, I remember I was visiting Nigeria some time ago. And uh, anyway, <laughs> I don't want to go there. But my family members were always in court to say that. In fact, somebody was talking to me one time uh, and threatening me. I said, you know my last name? I'll sue you because we're good at that. <laughs> we are good at that. You want trouble? <laughs> They'll back off. That's the way we're... But I was with a group of uh, family lawyers. There are many of them. And usually in my father's house in Lagos. And I was witnessing to them. And there was a businessman among them. We argued a lot. Lawyers don't listen very much. They think they know everything. But I was, uh, <laughs> I was talking to them real hard. And I won't quit. And uh, they went into these Christians, the pastors, or with money and all of that. And that basically came against that. It's not the pastors. You are missing it. The giving is not to the church or the pastor. It's to God. And we talked about it. And I told them some of these principles give and it shall be given to you. And there was the businessman. He was watching. I remember his name, David. He was watching us. And he had his car there. And he, he feigned like he wanted to go somewhere else. He says, come over here. I'm going that way. You mind riding with me? I said, no. My thought is, he's going to hear more of this. <laughs> we got in the car, and he started telling me. He said, this thing that you were telling them. He said, I cut onto that thing some time ago, and I quit. And it's, it's, things have been rough. Now that you're speaking, I'm beginning to understand. He said, I used to just give money, when this money to people. Initially, people come and I just give them. And um, he said, I quickly noticed that every time I help these poor people as they came, things get better. I get more contracts and things got better. And so he said, after a while, this, is a, this guy wasn't a Christian. He said, I wake up in the morning and my first place, I go to the bank. Because in Nigeria... They give most of these transactions is in cash. He goes to the bank and he writes a, a check and puts it in his briefcase. I mean, collect the money, put the money in his briefcase, and he, he, no one is shown up. He puts the briefcase by his desk while he's working, waiting for the people to come and get. He shocked me. I've never even tried anything like that. <laughs> but he, he waited for them. And as they came, he was happy they came. And he'll give to them. Because he said, good luck, I, I discovered that the more I gave, the, more, the bigger the contracts I got, I got. So I started practicing this thing. So everything that I was saying to them, he never heard anything. But when I talked about his money, yeah, <laughs> he did that. But he did it right. It wasn't a bragging thing. He was helping people and God was helping. That's why I believe the Bible says the children of this world, they are in their generation wiser than the children of light. Because we have the truth, but we're not willing to practice. But well, how nice. Oh, that was a good message. Oh, wow. But he's not going to do anything about it. Why don't you practice? And let me, pardon my English, I need to be gooder message. And you want more? 
But God says to give, and it shall be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, men will bring, put into your bosom. Now, Second Corinthians chapter 9, verse 10, so I can keep my word because I really need to go with my friends that are here tonight. I'll end up with this and continue next week. Second Corinthians chapter 9, verse 10 and 11 says, Now may he who supplies seed to the sower. Why will God supply seed to the sower? Because he wants you to sow, right? Now he, notice the uppercase, he, that's God himself, who supplies seed to the sower, the sower, that's you. That's why I said charitable deeds is for believers, right? God supplies seed to the sower and bread for food. In other words, he's going to take care of you while you are sowing. Don't be afraid to sow, thinking, if I give this now, there's nothing for me to eat. God says, I'll make sure you eat. While your seed is growing. Amen? I'll make sure you got food enough. Your children will not go hungry. No one in your home will go hungry if you are sowing. Because he provides you seed to sow. And you didn't eat your seed. You sowed the seed. God will make sure that you have food to eat until it's time for harvest. God will not look back once you've sown in his name. He supplies seeds to the sower. And bread for food, supply and multiply. So he supplies bread. He supplies and he multiplies the seed that have been sown. And increase the fruit of your righteousness. That's always gotten me. I've always, what is this? Increase the fruit of your righteousness. Righteousness has fruits. And what brings those fruit out? If you want the fruit of your righteousness, in other words, righteousness is profitable in every way. Righteousness is what God has delivered to us. We all have the righteousness of Christ. I don't have more righteousness than your righteousness. But you're doing these secret devotions. These are the things that will bring the fruit or, or deliver the fruit of righteousness to you. If you don't do anything with your righteousness, you get no fruit. You have no fruit. He gives seed to the sower because he wants you to sow the seed. Not to eat your seed. A lot of Christians eat their seed. And they are still looking for a harvest. You can't eat your seed and expect a harvest. You didn't plant, you're not going to get anything. Zero times zero means zero. You got nothing planted. But God will make sure you eat, multiply the seed that you've sown, and increase the fruit of your righteousness. Your effectiveness in the kingdom of God is increased because you gave. Think about it. Think about it. You will be successful because a greater anointing comes upon your life because you are giving it out. You are doing charitable deeds that the book of Ephesians says will set aside for us believers. 
God's not trying to punish us. He's trying to help us to get to the next level, to a great level, to you become great. That's his desire. He wants us to become great. But we have to follow his principles. Amen? That's what we should do. He increases the fruit of your righteousness. And he says, while you are enriched in everything, so God enriches you. He makes, he makes sure that you become rich. That's why I said, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. When he is your shepherd and you're doing what your shepherd wants you to do, he makes you to lie down in green pastures. You can never lie down in a dry pasture when he is leading you. When you are following his leading. Doing what he asks us to do. So he enriches you in every way, in everything. For all liberality. In other words, he enriches you so that you can do whatever you want with what he's giving to you. Amen. Sometimes we hear these things and we, we just go over it and we're not thinking that God really means what he's saying. And these things are for us. And we say it's amen. It's a mental accent. But we're not really desiring in our hearts we're going to do this. Your life can be transformed. And one year, just focused on this, I'm going to do this. And your life is changed forever. And the things about God, when God delivers something to you, it's a gift. He never takes it back. The gift and callings of God are without repentance. And when God begins to prosper you, if you stay in that realm or that path, that straight path that you were prepared for yourself, just like Isaac, and says the man began to prosper and continued to prosper until he became very prosperous. And the Philistines envied him. God makes you the envy of everyone who is around you. So he, may, he blesses you, he enriches you. Don't tell me that's only spiritual. Okay? It's not only spiritual. If it's only spiritual, it's better for us not to even eat. Don't drive your car. Don't eat. It's all spiritual. He enriches you in every way. So that you can do more. Because he's reaching them through you. He's such a rich God. And he's looking for somebody to give to. So that he can reach them. He loves them. He died for them. He cares for them. He cares for the man that's sleeping under the bridge. That's somebody for whom Jesus died. The blood of Jesus and that. They don't go, they, they don't go together. You, do, you can do something about it. Then do it. Do something about it. Slowly but surely. Maybe talk to them a little bit. And then they see the blessings of God and they can move. You are being enriched in every way which causes thanksgiving through us to God. As the people begin to see what God's doing through you, they, they give thanks to God. You can imagine a man who doesn't, he's been praying, God, please help me, I can't pay my bills. God, please help me, I can't pay my bills. They, they, I've received two letters, they're going to throw me out. And he's crying out to the Lord Jesus, Jesus, I believe in you, please help me. And you come in in obedience and you knock on the door. Huh? And you say, God told me to come to you. He goes, huh? <laughs> you better believe that. Huh? He won't tell you he's been talking to God. But when you leave, he'll thank you. But when you leave, most of the time he's on his knees. And he's saying, God, you did hear me. And in heaven, 
is recorded. The angel saw that. Amen? It's recorded. That's eternal. It will never be forgotten. But we don't think, the devil doesn't want us to think that way. We're only thinking about ourselves. How we can get to the next level by our own strength. That's for the hypocrite. Not for a child of God. Stand up with me tonight. See, God is true to his word. And um, you can make up your mind today. Like the Bible says, choose this day. You can decide. I'm not going that way anymore. Maybe that's why things are the way they are. Those things can change. I always have to remind myself, there is a God. Good luck, there is a God. You think I don't go through that, I go through that myself. <laughs> there is a God. God does live. There is God there. And I know you are. Please help me. I want to do what's right so that I can be blessed. Today, I'm very confident. I was talking to my, one of my brothers. I can never be in need. I know that today. You know why I know that? I got so many people that love me. Amen? I may only have a few pairs of shoes, but if I announce pastor needs shoes, it's really bad. I know there are going to be love, some of you that love me that are going to buy me a few shoes, right? And before long, I have about five to ten shoes. I'm very wealthy, man. You see? Can you see that? I'm so wealthy. I don't have to ask for that. He's blessing me. That's what Christianity is all about. Would you lift your hands up to the Lord today and thank him and commit your life to him that this secret devotion, charitable deeds, God, I'm going to devote myself to promoting your kingdom, whether to an individual or for the house of God, for the work of God. Whatever it is, if it's something that will reach out to the world, to those that are without, God, I'm committing myself. I'm making a covenant with you. And by your spirit, help me to keep your covenant to do what is right in your sight. It's not just for you, but remember your children after you, if Jesus tarries. Whatever you do, stays with them, even to the tenth generation. Father, I want to thank you. I want to thank you for your word. I want to thank you for your grace. Help us, oh God, to, to be reminded of these words of God that we've heard. And enable us by your spirit to do accordingly so that we can receive all these rewards that you have for us, no doubt. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, in God's people said, Amen. God bless you. We're dismissed.